0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Android Central Podcast. My name is Shruti Shaker. I am the interim editor-in-chief, and I have my lovely, lovely friends who I missed talking to. We didn't have a podcast last week, but we'll get into why we didn't have one. But let me introduce my lovely friends, Andrew Myrick. Hello, hello. What's
1: up?
0: I've got Jerry Hildenbrand. Hello, hello.
2: Howdy. How are you?
0: I'm doing so good. I'm, I'm actually... I'm I'm happy and excited to be talking in the pod again. I, I feel like this is like our weekly ritual of like talking about Android stuff, but also I just get to chat with you guys and that makes me happy. So I'm happy to be here. You're such an uh, annoying
1: sap sometimes.
0: Oh, get out of here. <laughs> and I've got Nick Cedric. Hello, hello. Hey. OK, so uh, we've got a lot to talk about, and of course, a lot of that is going to be around Samsung and Samsung Unpacked, because, of course, that event took place last week, was it? I feel like time is flying by. Um, one of the reasons we didn't have a podcast last week was because I actually had the fortunate um experience of being able to go to South Korea, uh, to Seoul where, uh, Samsung was hosting Unpacked. And so obviously with the time difference and just with all the content that we have on our site, we just were not (laughs) able to record. Although it would have kind of been cool if I recorded from Korea, but then... It would have to be like I, I would have to be recording it late at night and you guys would be <laughs> like in the morning. Yeah, but but, then we get
3: complaints about your audio again. We don't want to deal with
0: that. Exactly. I would be sounding like i <laughs> Nobody <I'm>, wants that. <laughs> nobody wants that. But um, that being said, yeah. I, I kind of want that. <laughs> OK, maybe I'll go back to that. Who who wants me to go back to that? Vote, vote for it in the comments. No, I'm just kidding. Um, OK, I want to briefly, briefly talk about unpacked. And I want to talk about this trip to Korea. And it was obviously very interesting because um, there was a handful of journalists, a handful of influencers, uh, whether it's TikTok, YouTube, um, whatever you want to call it. And then there was um, media partners and then there was also media analysts. Right. So a whole bunch of different kinds of people that were there. And uh, I, I think they split people up based on like what their activities were. So, yeah, you know, we did get to go see Samsung Digital City, which is Samsung's headquarters in in Korea. And that was really awesome. We got to see, you know, the history of Samsung and where they started off um, back in the 50s and 60s. And like the first microwave, the first TV, the first refrigerator. Um, and it was really cool. and i and I also got to hang out with Daniel Rubino, who is the editor-in- chief over at Windows Central Our Sister site. So that was really fun, and that was exciting. But what was not so fun and exciting, <laughs> I mean, I listen, Samsung, if you're listening, I'm very grateful for all the things that you've done for us. But really, Unpacked was probably the most underwhelming experience that I've had as a reporter who has gone to a plethora of events um, in my career. And, you know, yeah, I I mean, it was exciting that it it was in Korea. It was exciting that there was like all these people there. And, you know, I got to meet a lot of people. But like, it it wasn't so exciting and i think i think part of and we're going to talk about that in this in today's episode i think part of the reason why it wasn't so exciting was because the devices that were launched weren't that exciting i mean they were just you know the next iterative devices aside from the flip 5 which probably had the most difference in design most of these devices i mean like they weren't that impressively different and <sighs> you're yeah. gonna
2: hate me when we talk about this
0: <laughs> i know but let's segue into the first article that i want to talk about which is an article that jerry wrote just right after unpacked um it's titled samsung's galaxy unpacked 2023 was bigger better and boringer <laughs> which i mean like again, i like to make up words oh it was it was it it kind of was that's, that's how you know you're a great writer like
3: yeah dictionary look look at dune you got to look in the last like 15 pages to figure out what the heck the book's about because all the words are different
0: <laughs> exactly so this is
3: a jerry article we'll have we'll have a little uh index at the back to figure out what jerry's articles mean uh-uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah i mean jerry why don't you tell us your thoughts i mean i think you, you can kind of speak collectively for everyone on this because we all kind of felt it right like even while i was watching unpacked again will not take away from The experience that I had, very grateful for Samsung for inviting us, very grateful for this opportunity, but like, I could have watched it on a stream in my hotel room or in my room in Canada. (laughs) Like I, I didn't have to fly 13 hours to watch this event. Tell us why you wrote this article, Jerry, and why, why do you think Samsung even decided to have this event to begin with? And that too, in the way that it did in Korea?
2: I know people listening to this. Aren't going to believe me when I tell you. Going to events like Samsung Unpacked always sucks. You, you, the first time you do it, it's great. The second time you do it, it's kind of cool. But by the third time, it just sucks. It's nothing but work. It's no fun whatsoever. So you, you, they 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 do it when they want you to have an in person reaction to the products they announce. The problem is sometimes, like this time, the products they announced worked. They didn't have anything catchy that just jumped out at, at you and like, oh, that's so cool. But they still had to have an event because every company has them now. They, they just, Samsung cannot be the only company that does not hold an event when they're launching high profile products like the Fold and the Flip. They just can't. So. They did it, and, and, you know, the event was boring, mostly because we already knew everything in advance, and the devices themselves didn't, like I said, they didn't have any big flashy changes for the most part. But Samsung, thankfully, was very succinct, and I th- thought they did a good job. That, yes. Keeping it at an hour, just tell us what they want us to know about each product, and then that's it. No 15-minute-long segues about, you know, some ultra high def film you know shot on this new phone or other nonsense lies that they sometimes do but uh they it's like they were compelled to hold this event for something that i think would have been just as informative for both journalists and consumers if they took over their own website with a big announcement. Right. You know, just pictures and all the facts you need to know and infographics. The most puzzling part was why they had to do it in Korea.
0: Yeah, that was something that I still am questioning and I wonder if it had to do with a cost issue like it,
2: that's got You know be what part I mean? Like it. it's
0: cheaper to fly in people to go to an event as opposed to Doing everything in North America where everything can yeah. be costing I mean, a lot more. I don't know. I'm flying, assuming that's what it is. Flying in
2: 1,500 people is not cheap, but flying 200 people and all the equipment and all the logistics of moving Samsung to some, you know, theater in New York or San Francisco is is got to be a lot more expensive.
0: No, for sure. You, you know, so I think it was Derek who was talking about this, right? I don't remember who i was talking to about this but my biggest thing was um the the, again going back to the tactic tactic of hosting it in korea was a big loss for a lot of people in north america right because not only was it hosted at 8 p.m korean standard time that translated to 7 a.m eastern standard time which was 4 a.m pacific standard time so your entire silicon valley is not even up to watch this show oh. your entire new york side east coast side are just waking up they're on the road going to their office yeah and
2: it's they, it, they're not going to be watching you know an unpacked event it and,
0: was, and you're trying to coordinate with europe and you're trying to coordinate with asia like it just it didn't make sense to me that they did this. At the time,
2: I, you know, my first thought was, well, they did it for the Korean audience. They That's their home team, quote unquote. And they wanted to hold an event in Korea. It saved them money, so let's do it. But then they did it at a time where most people in Korea weren't going to watch it either.
0: Right, absolutely. You know, yeah.
2: it's just, I get it. Maybe this is the time where anybody that wanted to could have an opportunity to watch it if you know, maybe it's too late for some people or too early for others, but this was the best time they could do it. Well, you know, maybe if you want to have an event and have everybody watch it, you do it in London at at noon where it's a reasonable time everywhere in the world, except a few spots in Asia. I I, I don't know the answer there. I just know
0: for sure. The other thing I was going to mention, which I think is kind of super fascinating is the, well we we know obviously, because samsung is host is is headquartered in Korea, it means that the majority of people in Korea will own a samsung device, right. and I did notice that I was on the streets. I mean every single person either had a flip, had a fold, had an s series i like literally. Every single person yep. had one. But even more fascinating so is, you know, obviously we all knew about these devices in, in advance. We had to sign NDAs. We had to... Like we had briefings, we had everything was under embargo. But I almost felt like nothing was under embargo in Korea. Like I saw signs. (laughs) uh, I saw ads of like already Samsung announcing like, hey, uh, join us on the flip side. Like, here's the next generation of the Z, Z Fold or Z Flip or what. Like they were not subtle about it. They were like, here you go. This is what's launching. Whereas everything was embargoed everywhere else, with, which I thought was also super interesting.
2: Samsung doesn't honor its own embargo. That's <laughs> what you're saying, probably. But it, it just this. I guess this was weird. It was. I think these events are completely unnecessary. Maybe you disagree, but the way they did this was unnecessary in on all fronts. I I just don't understand this. I don't think they'll do this again? I I I you know they they'll have to hold some kind of event even if their next phone isn't that big a deal. They 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 know ahead of time whether it's something that people are going to go gaga over or whether people are just going to say, "Yeah, that's nice." They they know this. They do market research. But they they're not going to do this unless they have something huge to show off. That's when I can see them staying in Korea and and making a big, big thing—I don't know. I just—I yeah. can't figure it. I don't. I don't get paid enough. I just, <laughs> just shrug my shoulders and shake my head.
0: Fair. I,
3: I think they've also kind of set in a, a precedent that just can't uh, be sustained, too. Right. So. We've come to expect new phones every year, right? Right. There's always a new S-series in the winter. There's always a new whatever, ga- you know, a Note or a Fold or something like that in the fall, right? So, and, and the same thing with the iPhones, right? You get a new iPhone every August or September or whatever, right? And Yeah, we're that's the get... thing. In a couple months, they're going to do this again. Yeah. And we're going to get to a point here, if we're not already there, where... Next year's phone, once again, we're going to go, what's the point?
0: Well, here's, this is my, this is the point I have constantly trying, been trying to state is I genuinely believe these manufacturers, these OEMs really need to reevaluate how often they are releasing phones. I genuinely believe we need to start doing that because it's getting to a point now where tech journalists are just so underwhelmed with the, the devices that are coming out and these oems are fooling the consumers by thinking that there's this brand new flashy device when really the previous generation is just as good and it's cheaper or you know more affordable and it it just doesn't make sense to me that i just yeah
3: i almost wonder if we'll get to a point where it's like with the car industry you know the car industry still does this you have a new model every year and i don't understand the reason for that either why do we need a new car every year
0: because is, companies want to make
3: money. Model because offer over the 2016 just or like a car, if you stop making a new
2: one every year, you put thousands and thousands of people out of a job. Right. So but, that's that's why I I I agree with Shruti in principle that we don't need them to make a new phone every year. But the other side of of that coin is the whole way down the line to the the people who make barely enough money to scrape by building resistors in factories in Southern China will be out of a living. They won't be able to feed their 100%. family.
0: I agree. I agree. And there's, that's the catch 22 that we're in. It's like, yeah, we want to be sustainable. We don't want to be releasing so many devices so often, but then what happens to those people who are creating these devices? And, and we obviously don't want them to lose their jobs.
2: Every day. There's somebody who needs a new phone. Mm
1: hmm. It's true.
2: So, I mean, I guess they can just buy this year's model. I think maybe the problem is they tell us how much better this year's is than last year's when it's not really. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And
3: now, does the car industry do that? I, I don't really care about cars. So I, yeah, I'm not sure. they, they,
2: they do. The, the smallest, I'm assuming they do. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big gearhead. The, the smallest change in a vehicle just warrants tons of unnecessary praise from themselves. They praise their
3: own work. So it's the same. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Okay.
0: All right. Okay. So I wanted I want to talk about because yes, okay, sure, you know, they announce these phones, but I want to talk about um the very very first impressions. We don't have our reviews out yet, but we do have so many amazing editorials that have come up and I want to talk to specifically Nick because you went to the content capture, which was um, a few days before Unpacked. And you got a chance to actually see the devices before any of us have. I know, Andrew, you have the Tab S9 in your hands right now. Um, Michael has the, the Galaxy Watch 6 and then Derek is getting the, the Z Flip 5. And then obviously, Nick, you're getting the Z Flip, fo- Z Fold 5. You're doing the review for that. But because you got to see all the devices, can you give us like a, a quick rundown Of 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 your first impressions of these devices and and you know which one really did give you the the best impression out of all of them. The Flip Five definitely
3: is the the one to look at this year if you're looking for changes, something that's maybe exciting and different, right? And that's because the Flip Five has that larger cover screen that's uh, almost the same size as the new Razer that just came out, well, like two three months ago, Um, and having that cover screen is really huge in the experience factor for the phone, right? Because, you know, before with the, the previous flip lines, you had a little screen, which is cool. You could check notifications on it. You could change your songs. Like There, were, there really were a good amount of things that you could do on them, but they were very, very limited, right? This thing is a 3.4-inch screen. So you're talking like original iphone size screen, just a square instead of a taller rectangle. <laughs>
2: that, okay? I love the way you said that. Yeah, it's true.
3: Beat that fact home. This is the size of the first iPhone. Right. This is the size of the first iPhone just, you know, squashed down instead of taller. Okay. So this is obviously usable as an entire device. Okay. You don't have to unfold it. You've got a full keyboard on there. Um, You can run entire apps on it. Like this is not the same as that little teeny screen before. Where you could maybe hack it, but I mean, how much use are you going to get out of a 1.8 inch screen in the previous generation, right? Like, this is a way better experience overall. You're selling me. And I think because of that, people are going to find that the battery lasts longer. There's going to be a lot of other things that make this a more positive experience. Because I know battery was a huge problem for these flips. Um, I think pretty much all of them struggle to get through a full day. I'm
0: sorry, but I have to still say, though... um. Oh, that that screen. I'm sorry. I just and I think Jerry, you wrote that in your the shape. No, the the the. the I I don't like f- foldable phones. I think Jerry and I align on this. Oh, this,
3: the plastic. Yeah,
0: I don't like the plastic because it looks so cheap, and you're spending so much money. I've I have I have expressed this viewpoint. Yeah, I, I, I time agree. and time and again. But, Too many but times.
3: Nick has
2: almost got me convinced. Keep talking, Nick.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, if if we're Done with the cover display, I don't know that I really have that much else to say. Uh, it's thinner, okay? It, both of these phones have a new hinge, so they fold flat. Uh, because they fold flat, they're no longer a wedge shape, which means that each of them are 2 millimeters thinner. That sounds like nothing on paper, but when you hold a phone that's 2 millimeters thinner, you go, dang, this is way smaller. And they're both a little lighter, too. You know, again, a few grams, but when we're talking this kind of way a few grams is actually something you feel when you pick up the phone it feels lighter and smaller for
0: sure for sure I, I and I think okay that new hinge design is what I am intrigued about again this is something that Jerry you wrote in a durability article about it today but I'm curious because when I again when I was on the streets in Korea and I saw other people holding um their flip I mean, they've used it for over a year now or maybe even longer than that. And it looks it does not look good. Like that crease looks so awful. And I don't know, like, will this hinge help that? Like, I'm not entirely sure if it will. So that's maybe where
3: I think maybe Samsung made the wrong decision this year. And I don't know what their R&D labs look like. They gave some people a sneak peek in Korea and they showed phones, you know, folds that were wider. Um, They showed ones that were slightly different uh, aspect ratios, things like that. I don't know that they ever talked about having the possibility of a display that has a reduced crease. And I think a lot of us thought coming into this, that was going to be the case because this uses a water drop shape when it folds, which is what Motorola does, what Oppo does, what Vivo does, right? Like all of those other OEMs that effectively either don't have a crease or the crease is almost not noticeable right like especially when you compare them with samsung's creases you're like oh yeah that's way better whereas the crease on both the fold 5 and flip 5 they look identical to the flip 4 and the fold 4 and i don't really know why
2: that's not good
3: no and and they still use the same plastic cover from last year so if you hated that ain't gonna like this year's you know
0: well i guess you're not convincing jerry (laughs) i have to wonder why on paper,
2: the the new hinge design, where, and, and you can look at, you know, if you rewatch Unpacked, they have a section when they talk about the Fold 5 that shows, like, an x-ray of, of how this hinge works. The screen comes down, and instead of the screen bending over on itself at a sharp angle, yep, it
3: balloons out. Yeah. That has to help the, with the crease, but apparently it doesn't. And see, that's what I thought, too, which I... It's a little perplexing, and I couldn't get a straight answer there. Um, what I, I do think this will help is durability. And, you know, maybe that's why, for whatever reason, we're seeing this particular hinge design this year because Samsung focused on not just slimming it down but also making it more durable because... They have to. as we'll talk about later. Uh, the random cracking of displays is a problem. It happened to my wife. It, Didn't happen to Andrew. Something different happened to Andrew. But that particular problem where it cracks straight down the middle of the crease is a regular issue that you'll see on forums everywhere, right? And I don't know what percentage that happens with, but from what I can tell, other phones that use this water drop drop style bend don't seem to have that same problem, or at least that same number of posts where people are just like oh my Oppo whatever cracked today and maybe that's because 5 people yep. bought them but
2: yeah there's going to be more people complaining about Samsung because more people bought Samsung sure but it's still a concerning thing to see there's enough people saying look at this POS or look what happened that it's 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 too money.
3: Right. And, and the issue, I, I think, mainly is that this is not the consumer's fault. It's not like somebody dropped no. their phone on concrete face first and it broke and they went, oh, look what Samsung did, right? This thing just broke one day when you used it as you were supposed to use it. And that's a problem. So if this new hinge can fix that in a big way, I think whatever concessions they had to make this generation will be made up by that alone
2: I'm gonna come right out and say that besides the first reveal of these devices the fold and the flip I think these are the best ones yet and I think that I'm more excited about especially the flip than I ever thought I would be
0: yeah I I, I would agree with you on that I, I think also partly because I so truly loved the design of the Motorola version of this phone that I, that when Samsung released it, I was like, okay, they're actually, um, doing something with this, and I, I we are going to talk about that cover screen shortly because we did write an editorial about that. But I, I am equally excited as you are, Jerry. I, yeah, this I,
2: I, this addresses a lot of my personal issues, Right. With the devices, I you know I can't speak for everyone, but I, I like what I saw with the hinge design and the the, especially the cover display uh
3: you know it doesn't fix everything but it's enough to get me interested i I actually had one more thing to talk about with the hinge i forgot until i was going through my hands on the new hinge doesn't creak or crackle like the old ones and i don't know if um either of you have ever used them long term you've really listened to it when you open it but older samsung foldables it it almost sounds like the sound if you had two things glued together and you pulled them apart and it would make that kind of you know noise. Yeah. That's what it sounded like every time you opened one of these.
2: You can go to Best Buy and take the one that people have flipped open a thousand million times. Open it, and you'll see exactly what Nick is talking I know what he's talking about. And yes, I've and I've one. even,
3: like, like with the Flip 3, once I got the Flip 4, I peeled the Flip 3 screen protector off because I was like, all right, I don't need this thing anymore. Even if it does break, whoop-de-doo. It's sitting in, you know, whatever. So I peeled it off thinking, I bet you it's the adhesive to the glass. Nope, it made the same noise, right? Is that is it
0: the hinge? Well,
3: and that was it. I was thinking, oh, well, maybe it's the glass then. That's just the sound bendable glass makes. No, I think it's the hinge because other foldable phones don't make that noise at least well, i was gonna say
0: do you want to add some wd-40 to that and i know like, <laughs> we'll right and, and this, that, these that new creak. ones
3: don't make that noise at all like like if i unfold this thing there's no sound
0: oh yeah for sure
3: right like you don't hear anything it sounds great
2: don't you have access to like a flip three that no longer works
3: uh i had to send that back Put- to samsung Oh, because I was like, you put some bearing grease. I want somebody yeah, that's willing
2: to put some bearing grease in that hinge and see if it takes that noise <laughs> away. Yeah,
3: that was a review unit that broke, so I had to send it back to him. Fair. <laughs> I wish I got to keep it.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, hopefully over a period of time, you don't experience that because if, if that ends up happening over a period of time, then you know that there's seriously something wrong with that hinge.
1: Yeah.
2: It's It's probably just the noise of metal on metal contact. It, it, it would seem cheap. It would cost a buck to put a Teflon spacer in that hinge, but you multiply a buck by $40 million. No company wants to spend that if they don't have to. For sure. You know, for it's, sure. It's just noise. It doesn't actually affect it, so we'll ignore it kind of thing. Yeah, I, for sure. I think. I, I don't build them, so I don't know.
3: Who knows? And, and these hinges, Samsung's hinges, have little micro brushes in them to keep particles out of the hinge. So maybe it was that making the noise. Yeah. They,
2: they probably actually collect more particles because they're a brush. If you think about it that way, that brush is going to be filled with the gunk that it's
3: trying to wipe away. Yeah, I think that's just a word they use that people know. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's really what the thing looks like. Oh
0: well, I guess uh, you'll have to you'll have to update us when you get more information on that, Nick. Um, but let's take a quick break because I I have um, I want to deep dive into some of the content that we did write based off of these phones, and I think two of them are probably my favorite articles that we've written in a while. So I'm excited to talk about it. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Indeed's streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With instant match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data from the US. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search according to US's Indeed data. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com/acp. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com/acp. indeed.com/acp. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so let's start off with an article that Derek wrote um it's titled uh if i can pull it up the galaxy z flip 5's large cover screen still has room to grow um i thought it was a great article and i think that it does go to show that you know i think that samsung really could take a lot more effort into what they're going to do with this cover screen or what that's going to what that means for this company but what do you guys think like do you guys think that there is more room for for samsung to grow with with the with this what is it what are they calling the flexi oh, i forgot flex window flexi window flex window or something like that it's flex window
3: that's it yeah, flex here. window there we go um yes i think it should have been like the razor the razor when you use it the cover screen is the same as the main screen it's just smaller uh, when you open apps, they open on both screens.
0: I was going to say, that's smart. I agree with you. I think I think they should have done what Mo- Motorola did.
3: Yeah, and I, I like the idea of having widgets on this thing, but I think only having widgets is a bizarre limitation. Like, you know, if you want to default to six widgets or something and let somebody add apps and then make it work correctly, that's different. But this, the way Derek describes it, it's like, you know, some apps you'll open on here and then, You can't open it on the large screen, or if you open an app on the large screen, you can't open it on the cover screen. You can't open Google Pay on the cover screen. Like, there's just, there's really weird limitations they put on this thing. And if you download Good Lock, which is Samsung's, like, catch-all, if you don't like our software, here's how to fix it app, okay? Um, You can sort of fix it, but even then... It goes under a good lock launcher, which is like a widget on this cover screen. It's just it's just overly complicated. Right.
0: Why do you think I think this is a question for Jerry? uh, It's very technical. But why do you think they did not capitalize on that flex window? It would assume I would assume that they would be able to. Or is it just like a an OS thing, like a back end thing where they can't do it yet
2: I, I'm pretty sure they can, but it would be complex. It would, you know, let's, let's say that you add a, a, a second screen that just mirrors what's inside. You could then possibly double the time and effort involved to update the thing. Uh, I, I agree with Derek that it's, it's not, you know, it's not done yet. But what I like is that there's an SDK for GoodLock. And somebody that has the time can build what we want. And yes, you have to install GoodLock. And and yes, there are limitations. But this is still open to do a lot more than what we've seen so far. Uh, I'm going to give this the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Maybe that's the fanboy in me because I... I really want a little flip phone that I can keep in my (laughs) shirt pocket, but that is usable. I can look at it at a glance and it's more than caller ID. I really want that. And I don't want to have to buy a Motorola phone to get it. I'll be quite upfront.
1: You don't have to, because I wrote about it earlier. I think it was earlier this week. uh, The the developer of Cover Screen OS went to a Samsung store and spent hours in the store every day developing an up like developing an update that he's already they've already pushed to the Play Store that basically gives you that without good luck.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I was taught this is open. Open ish. Yes. This th-
3: this is the same app that lets you run any app on the Flip 4's tiny little screen. Yep. So you know your mileage is going to vary on how the app works.
1: Um and- I also worked on the I played with it briefly on the Vivo Flip. Uh, And it works on there, too. Nice. And real quick, Nick, I'm
2: going to be honest. Yeah. You probably don't want the full Android experience on a small three-point-whatever-inch display on the front of your Flip. You might think you do. You probably don't. You want an experience that works with the confines of the hardware. And and that's what somebody's got to develop. And, you know, we're already seeing people working
3: on it. Right, okay, so that's why I like the way Motorola did it because Motorola has widgets in the front and then you have an app tray that lets you open anything. So you still get that curated widget experience, which I think, you know, what you were talking about earlier, I agree. I think Samsung probably did a lot of market research on this and they found that in most cases, people use this small screen more like a smartwatch, right? You're looking at it, for quick little things, you're typing a quick message. You're not spending hours on this thing, right? It's 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 just so you can quickly pull it out of your pocket, hit your thumb on it a couple of times and put it back in your pocket. Yeah. You know, so in that case, the, the widget slash curated experience makes more sense than having full apps on it all the time without having any sort of restrictions, right? But that again, that's why I like Motorola is because you get both and i think they came up with an elegant way of giving you that curated experience up front and then when you want to launch something you just hit the launcher in your app and you're there
0: it's just it it just baffles my mind that you we didn't see that from samsung like i feel like they it's surprising. gave us yeah like they gave us something that was great but it was like almost um what's the word that i'm looking for when you like do something that's not like it's not it's only like half done. It's like, it, ugh, I can't think of it right now, but it's like, you're it's giving half us- It's half-baked or whatever. Yeah, it's like half-baked. Like, why would you present something half-baked to us? Like, it doesn't even make sense to me. And, and everyone knows that Samsung phones outsell Motorola phones, but- sure. Like, so why would you not want to pre- like, give that option? I think it would have been right. so much more seamless and, and cool. Well, that,
2: that's what I was saying. I think doing it this way lets Samsung's internal software team have an easier job but the tool box is there so you can get what you want using the play store that's fair i don't think that's the best solution because you can never count on an independent developer being around forever you just can't because there's just not enough money in a a lot of time Mm -hmm. but that's the solution I think they went
3: with I think it's also ironic because multitasking on this little screen ironically is better than the big screen out of the box because all you do is pinch on the screen and all of your widgets are right there for you to single tap switch to and I love that experience and I wish they let us just use apps so I could you know again out of my pocket pinch click something real quick move between a bunch of apps without having to open the phone go through all that stuff it's just i don't know mm-hmm. it feels like the experience is it's like right there but they
0: fall short of it
2: i <laughs> wonder if software overhead has anything to do with it.
0: well that's what i was thinking like what if what if it was a software thing where they were not able to do it quickly enough and that that's why it's coming half-baked to everyone yeah
2: if if something is running on both screens i'm not sure uh michelle would be the one to ask does that mean it it has to be running twice Mm. if so that's a lot of overhead to put on the hardware
3: inside so maybe they, they wanted it to be super fast. Mm-hmm. I I don't I, I don't really know. Yeah, and it and even if they were only running one instance of an app, when you move between the screens, it's going to have to resize. And we know from large foldables that that experience is not always good, right? Because yeah, yeah, sometimes you get apps that just don't want to play.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Andrew, you were going to say something.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say maybe they don't care, and this is just what they want. Why
0: to would do. they not want to care though? Like it, you're because losing... they already have the market
1: cornered anyway. They've got the market share for for foldables as it is. Everybody's going to buy the Flip Five because you can trade in the Flip Four, or the Flip Three, and get it for ninety nine or forty nine dollars.
2: I I think Andrew's onto something. And regardless of what is possible and what isn't possible, Samsung is pulling an Apple here. This is what we want. This is what we're Ooh, giving you. What a if great like article it,
0: headline! Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Samsung's pulling in Apple. I mean, Jerry, you nailed it. That's... uh.
3: I would say if we don't see this change with the next major update on One UI, because remember, this is still One UI 5. This is not 6 yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and this, this is kind of... A, this is always such an awkward launch time for phones because... Is like Android 14 stable comes out in a few days mm-hmm. and this thing's still running Android 13 and it's a brand new phone. And like, there's always that line of, should they have just waited a month?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah we've it's been asking works. that since the note days. Yeah. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's always weird when phones get released at this time because you're always kind of like, oh, well, maybe they were holding out for that next update and it'll come then.
2: You know, this entire discussion is about software. One UI six could do exactly what Nick's explaining
3: right yeah because the hardware is largely fine
0: no for sure but it's it's funny because um isn't it isn't that the case with apple like they launch their phones typically around september and that's also typically around when the new ios comes out always and so you cut you get this new phone ready to go with their new os
1: and yeah a new it, phone and new software usually launch, launch on the same day
0: and yeah. that that to me is so much more seamless than having something like what samsung has done oh. here where they've launched this product half-baked and i you just know, this,
2: this is a conscious choice uh one ui6 will debut on the s24 they want
0: it to debut on. oh the okay s24. yeah fair enough fair enough okay you're right yeah. Okay. Well. Anyways, I guess I guess we'll see. We'll see if if the if one UI six will fix this issue or not. Um. I I hope it does. We should
1: have a beta soon, so we'll be able to see soon.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, on that note, let's talk about uh the two articles. Well, we're gonna start with Nix and then go to to um. Andrew, they're gonna be massive soapboxes. So everyone be prepared. Get your popcorn. This get your drink. <laughs> get your get what you need. Sit down. Relax. Let's get right into it. So let's start with Nick's article titled The Galaxy Z Fold Fives Display Made Me Want to Curl Up Into A Ball and Die. <laughs>
2: Right. Nick gets I was A little bit was, of uh, hyperbole there,
3: Nick. I legit was worried about it, but like would, seriously, you know, it makes funny, me feel awful.
0: Funny enough, I actually was contemplating whether we should change that headline, but like <laughs> I know how much you've been suffering, and it it is it is so awful. Like having to go through what you've been going through the past several months sounds excruciating and i'm gonna let you talk about it but obviously for those listeners who have not been paying attention to to nick he has been suffering with pmw which this which is a PWM. pwm pwm which is um a sensitivity issue with uh Something, 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 the light <laughs> on your phone. And- I'll, I'll just explain it. Wait, explain, explain it, Truthy. it, Explain it. Okay, I'll shut up. Gold Go. star All for trying.
3: <laughs> All right, that's fine. Gold star for trying. I love it. Okay, so <laughs> long story short, a bunch of phones nowadays, instead of actually reducing the power to the display, will flash at you several hundred times per second. So when you have 50% brightness, we'll just say some phones in that period of time of a second will flash at you 240 times half the time it's off half the time it's on okay and your eyes perceive this as it's now 50 percent dimmer because when you flash things quickly at human eyeballs like you know when you watch a movie for instance it's no longer a collection of static pictures the thing now moves because your eyes are perceiving that movement in the same way your phone screen flashes at you and your eyes then perceive that it's dimmer or brighter depending on how often that display is on in that period of a second, okay? So what I've learned over the last several months since I've figured out this is what my headache problem and eye problem is, is that certain phones flash at different rates, okay? Uh, Typically, phones that use Samsung AMOLED panels have worse flicker rates than phones made with Visionox or LG OLEDs, and typically LCD phones do not flash at all. I say typically because there are some for some unknown reason that decide they love flashing, so they still do it. But there's no reason an LCD inherently needs to. And there are ways for OLED companies to not flash them at you the way they do. But this, for whatever reason, is determined as the most cost effective solution the best way to prevent burn in. I'm sure there's a million different reasons. The problem is none of these companies want to talk to me. And Motorola is the only one that actually sat down and told me this is why we do it. This is what we're doing to help people who are sensitive to it. And I feel like they're the only ones offering a sort of a full range of solutions. Now, with that said, we also have other companies like Honor, ASUS, um, inadvertently, nothing is also doing it, but they told me that wasn't even a consideration in their design process. So it was sort of an accidental, uh, they picked the right display that just didn't burn my retinas out. Right. Um, yeah. So I, dealing with this issue in the last couple of months has been crazy. I can not tell you how many times I have messaged Andrew, like at 10 o'clock at night, I'd be like dude, look at this crazy thing that I found. And it's, it's, it's been the craziest rabbit hole for me.
0: I think the thing, the thing that is the most surprising to me is two things. First, that no company is talking to you about this, uh, except Motorola, which was, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that they were actually, you know, agreeing to sit down with you, but also that. I mean, you've been talking to me about this for months. You've been reaching out to researchers. You've been reaching out to experts and no one wants to talk about it. And it's so bizarre. Like, why? Why doesn't anyone want to talk about it? It's like some secret thing that they want to like, not like, I just, I don't get it.
2: I can't speak for a phone OEM, but the reason it's done the way it's done is because it's cheap. Yep. I can tell you that it's cheap. Uh, Nick, unfortunately, I think you're, if you haven't already, you're going to get to the point where you realize Samsung phones are not for you. This is never going to change. They are never going to change how they do it. There aren't enough people affected by this to make them want to change. And the only solution is you stop
3: using it. And that's, you know, that was my thought as well, unfortunately, is that like... Yeah, and it's a shame. Right. And like with the Fold 5, when I'm done with this review, I'm sending it to Andrew because... If I don't have my glasses on that, okay. in my case, it seems like my reading glasses that correct for astigmatism make it so that I can look at these phones that flash. If I'm not wearing my reading glasses, which, you know, there are lots of times in life you can't wear reading glasses. I can't wear them when I'm driving. I can't wear them when I'm working out. Like there are times that you have to glance at your phone. And if I have my phone in the car and I'm not wearing my glasses and I'm navigating with it and I look at my phone, I can't be feeling dizzy when I'm driving. Yeah. Like this is not a device that I can use, unfortunately.
0: Well, the other thing, too, is like even if you are wearing your glasses, it's it's like it could your eyes could still get worse. Right. You know what I mean? It's like it's like your glasses are there to help you see. But if you're using something that is straining your eyes or making it worse and you're wearing glasses. It's not like the glasses are protecting you. Your eyes are still getting worse. Sure. And, and that's not good either. Right. And, and that's the other thing,
3: like for me, based on what I've learned over the last several months, what my optometrist told me, it seems like the, the difference in refraction that an astigmatism causes to my eye is what's making my brain sensitive. And there's definitely a link to that that I can see in these forums, in these groups. A lot of people who have these issues have an astigmatism. And one in three people in the world have an astigmatism. So this is not a small percentage. I have astigmatism.
0: I have it.
3: Right. Nick, talking to optometrists, have they? is this a
2: defect or a, a hypermutation that's better than everyone else?
0: Oh, it's I is, don't is there I don't something think something
2: wrong in your eyes or are your eyes just better?
0: No, no. I don't think it means your eyes are better. Like I've lived with astigmatism my entire life and No, no, no. I mean
3: the sensitivity to
0: Oh, oh oh, 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 sorry.
3: So if if you really want to go down the rabbit hole of things that I have not bothered to research enough, let's see if we can remember these, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> oh God. one of them don't, is Don't go like, down the
1: rabbit hole. I,
3: I won't go too far. So one of them is like <laughs> if you have ADHD, you're more susceptible. I got that. Um, if you have green eyes, you're more susceptible. I got that. What is
0: green that
2: eyes? That
3: my mind. What's green eyes? Dude, there eyes? were so many weird things. I was like, what? Just the color of
2: your lights? eyes. Well, oh, green eyes oh, are oh. a mutation.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought, I was like, what is green eyes? Is that like having green thumbs? Like, green like, green eggs I know.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not gonna go any further, but that's my point. Like, this topic is so complex. There's so many angles to it, and so many different things that could affect somebody. And like I said, not everybody that's affected has an astigmatism. That yeah. seems to be a pretty good link. Like there seems to be more people in these groups that has that link mm. than people that don't. Right. Mm. But even with those people, glasses that correct for astigmatism don't always fix this problem. And I think mm-hmm. my concern, Truthy, is that at some point as my eyes have already gotten more sensitive to this over the years i've I've been reviewing phones for 12 years and i'm just now feeling this right Mm -hmm. so what happens in another 12 years am i just going to be screwed if they're still doing this stuff yeah i imagine in 12
2: years your astigmatism has gotten worse too well i would
0: i would assume so too. exactly yeah that just
2: shows more evidence that they're linked right
0: well yeah and then also it goes back to like other people as well like what happens for me in 12 years am i going to start facing the same issue that you're i mean like i sure it, it's just and, baffling yeah and, and you know
3: the the last point i have on that front right is some people in this group who are super sensitive the only phones they can use are like the crappy hundred dollar phones that use a really cheap lcd display because that's the only display that doesn't destroy yeah. their eyes they and actually then they're stuck with a crappy have you, camera right? have
0: you used An iPhone like I'm just curious like like does it is the same issue with an iPhone
3: before
2: you answer Nick I'm gonna guess okay the iPhone is equally as bad on your eyes
3: so um, starting with the iPhone X 10 whatever you feel like calling it when they started using Samsung AMOLED panels is when if you look at Apple's forums you'll see people are all of a sudden going oh this new phone is giving me a headache. I don't know
0: what the deal is. Wow. So
3: I
2: I know Apple flickers faster, but it still flickers not fast enough. So
3: Apple flickers at a rate of 490 hertz, whereas Samsung is 240. So we're talking double the rate, which will help some people. But I've found, I don't want to get it. No, no, I'm not going to get into it. Forget it. No, get into (laughs) it. (laughs) Get into it.
0: Get into it. Get into it. Get into it.
3: I'll be quick. So the, (laughs) the, Percentage of time that the display is off really affects me. So uh, that's called the modulation rate. And if it goes beyond like eight percent of the time where the display is off, that's when I really start feeling
0: it. Oh my gosh, that's so okay. interesting. So like
3: phones like the the Motorola Edge or the Honor Ninety, those are in the low like below five percent, which is why I can use them even though they flicker a little bit. That you don't have that huge difference between an off screen and an on really super bright screen, right? Um, screens like the fold five that get 1700 nits. The problem there is your eyes are being flashed with 1700 nits and then zero nits and then 1700, right? It's going back and forth. So you have that really wide chasm of super bright and completely dim. So that, that is killing me. And then some other phones don't do this at a consistent rate. So while. Let's say one phone every 10th of a second turns off and then turns on on an even interval. Some phones would be like, oh, every third of a second and then an eighth of a second and then a 13th. You know, like that number will change. And when it's like that all over the place, that also seems to really piss my brain off.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so crazy.
3: So I I think for me, it's those two, but it might be different for somebody else because these things do so many things. I guess it's
2: not inherently a bad thing, but. They just depend on, if it flickers on and off, that means half the time it's in the state of powering up or powering down. That's what makes it look dim. That's the cheap way to do it. It's ingenious and it works. But, yeah, I guess it seems more okay to me because it doesn't affect me. Right. I I can only imagine, because I can take my phone and put my finger on the slider and turn the brightness low, high, low, high, and I see it. Uh, I can only imagine if my brain sees that 250 times a second.
3: Right. That would that's, drive me that's crazy. It, right? It's like there's a difference between what my eyes see and what my brain actually right. perceives. And that's, that's the difference between, again, looking at a picture and watching a movie. These are essentially the same thing. It's just one is moving faster than my eye can actually see it move, so my oh. brain now interprets that as a moving object. What did
2: 24 FPS movies do to you nick you ever see one in a theater at 24 frames per second those
3: are fine because i don't it's it's not brightness that's
2: okay uh, it's not i, didn't, it's not I just flicker, was curious right? if your eyes could catch that kind of
3: flickering from image to image too um i i would have i haven't really gone down that so i'm not sure
0: nick did I, you i would have to test did you mention this i i f- you might have and i i think i wasn't i am i must have slipped it um what is the percentage of people having this condition I have no idea i'm because i think that would I determine no i think that would determine a future like thing like you know uh, what's the word that i'm looking for why can't i think of any words today a, a future right. solution a future solution for this problem because yeah. like if I think one of the reasons why no one is talking about it and no one's doing anything about it is because the percentage of people who have it are probably so low that these companies can still get away with it by using a cheaper product like Jerry mentioned. I know how to fix this. Sorry?
2: I know how how this gets fixed. How do you fix it? Apple fixes it, gets on stage, and calls it an accessibility issue. Oh, yeah. Then every every company turns around and fixes it.
0: Yeah. Yep.
3: And and we're seeing a little bit of that with like honor, right? Right. Interestingly, all of this is coming out of China, which makes me wonder, what have they done in China research wise that we I, haven't done anywhere else? You know, and
2: it's also possible that Chinese people are more susceptible to this. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe we it's don't know enough. Thing, it's you know. genetic. Well, yeah.
0: Again, isn't isn't there? I th- again, I'm pretty certain there is a genetic thing. With eyesight, like a lot of Asians have myopia and astigmatism. Like it's a lot more prevalent in Asia. At least I remember because growing up in Asia, I, my doctor told me that, which I thought was interesting.
2: I mean, even more localized, like, you know, areas of China. Yeah. The people are more susceptible. Probably. That that could be possible.
0: Yeah. I I really hope they find a solution to this because it's so frustrating. Um, I would love that. That'd be great. Yeah. Andrew, were you going to say something? Because I'm about to jump to you right away, right now. Like we are going to end this podcast on an incredibly high note from you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to comment about uh, another potential upcoming foldable that Nick might have problems with. Oh yeah. Uh, the The rumor is that the the OnePlus opens being delayed because they're switching displays to a Samsung display. Yeah which would mean that unless there's something different with this new display that Nick would probably still end up having the same problems.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, that was announced. What is it like last week that or earlier this week that they, that phone is, is likely going to get delayed. Um,
2: there's not anything different if it was something different and better it would be on a samsung phone first
0: well nick good luck man <laughs> we Welcome love to you the world
3: of motorola nick
0: we love you
3: i'll keep uh, preaching from my soapbox but you you can you can
0: you can use google phones no,
3: no? dude don't <laughs> stop
0: yeah don't I, stop
3: no i won't stop because i can't use these phones and i want to i can't
2: use bluetooth <laughs> earbuds it doesn't matter if they're cheap. They're expensive because they all have noise canceling. And I hear that hiss and it gives me an insane headache within yeah. two, three minutes. Yeah. So right. I feel you at a different level. I just can't do it. Right. And and I just had to not do it.
0: Nick. And
3: that's not fair.
0: Are you able to use Pixel phones? Because I feel like you are, right? Like you you haven't had an issue with Pixel phones.
3: Um. So Pixel phones for me have been okay at 100% brightness. Oh, God. I can't go below 100% at all.
0: Oh god! so your
3: battery lasts about 12 minutes
0: yeah i was gonna say that sucks right. man <laughs>
3: um it's it's not ideal uh, i really like the pixel folds so i've been trying my hardest to use it but it's not don't, ideal don't do that to yourself well i mean well just i'll don't. probably just go back to the edge plus and there you go that. or, or oh, just go motorola on. man get you a, that's, a, that's what i'm saying the motorola edge plus it's oh i I just they don't they don't make a fold, they only make a flip, and I don't want to flip, I want to fold.
0: Yeah. Well, beggars can't be choosers, okay? <laughs> right. Let's go to Andrew's fold. Okay. Please. Let's talk about Andrew. We're gonna end this podcast on an incredibly high note, aka Andrew's Soapbox, which is I'm very excited for. Uh, so Andrew has been dealing with an awful situation. We're gonna get him to talk everything about it, but his article is titled My Galaxy Z Fold 4 Nightmare. And why I am skipping the Galaxy Z Fold 5. Andrew, take it away. (laughs) Tell us what's been going on.
1: (laughs) Let me get this out of the way first because Nick already spilled a little bit of the beans earlier. Like he's sending me, he told me he's going to send me the Fold 5. Um, So I don't want people to be like, oh, you're still going to use the Fold 5 anyways. You're contradicting yourself. No, I'm not spending $1,800 of my own money on the Fold 5 this time around. Uh, And I wouldn't because. I, it's basically about two months ago, right before Prime Day happened, I used, I opened my Fold 4, I looked something up, closed it, put it back on my desk, 10 minutes later I picked it back up, opened the screen back up, and it was black. Closed the screen, figured my battery died, plugged it in, turned the phone back on after it got like 20, 30% charge, the cover screen powered up fine, opened the screen again, black screen again. was like, okay, maybe there's a software update. So I did the whole thing again, closed it up, plugged it in, waited for it to boot back up, checked for a software update. There's nothing. Checked again for a software update because, you know, you need to check three, four, five, six, ten times for a software update on Android to actually come through for once. Nothing. My Fold 4's inner screen is dead. Like, don't know why, don't know what happened. I've had the cracking that we were talking about earlier in the hinge since day one. I got it a year ago in 20 days. It'll be a year and 20 days.
0: Did you spend your As own well. money on that?
1: Yeah, okay. I bought the Fold Four myself. Okay, so uh, so that that makes a it big on difference. Launch. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay. Pre-ordered mm-hmm. on, pre-order. That's why I like started out with the uh, what I said before because uh, I I paid my own money for and I have since the Fold Two. Um, I've had the Fold Two, the Fold Three, and the Fold Four. Uh, anyways, so I. I pay Samsung care plus, which is 10 bucks a month or for 15 bucks a month or something like that. So that, cause I know that I'm living on the bleeding edge with these foldable phones. I'm coming out of pocket on the, the the phone itself. I want to make sure that if something happens, I'm covered in one way or another. It's not just, Oh, I dropped my phone and I'm screwed. I warranty or not, I'm covered go through spend twenty minutes on the website on Samsung's website trying to figure out the right button to push, because none of them say click here to file to book an appointment. you have to click a learn more button at the very bottom of the page. And then it takes you to a different website to book through the you break i fix slash whatever partnership that they announced um last year. Book the appointment, go in, they don't have any of the parts. They have parts for other phone fo- other color phones, but because it it's a potential warranty problem. They won't swap out my gray green, which is available through carriers and at Best Buy. It's not a Samsung exclusive color. It is available everywhere, but because it's green and not black or beige, they don't have any parts. Okay, cool. Three weeks go by and I have to call them, call you Break Eye Fix once a week. They don't re- follow up with me, even though the parts were supposed to be there a couple of days later. I end up going back again, They still don't have the parts. Okay, so then I called Samsung. Samsung's, um, I called Samsung. I talked on the phone for an hour about what I can do. Meanwhile, one hand never talks to the other. I had to re-explain myself multiple times between talking to the general support, warranty, Samsung Care Plus, um, tech support, level two tech support, back to Samsung Care. Nobody talks to anybody. None of the notes that you hear people typing away at on the phones, they get transferred. None of them do. So I don't know what they're actually typing on the other end of the line. I'm not knocking these people for doing their jobs. I'm just saying that the system's broken. It's been broken for as long as I've been into smartphones. Anyways, they tell me that there are two other locations that I can try that I live near. I live in a fairly rural, not jerry rural, but fairly rural area. Hey. Yeah, I know. Easy West Virginia. So I go to both of those other locations. The first one's another U-Break I Fix, which is about 45 minutes away. The per- people at that location were fantastic, um, like called their manager, like the, their, their bosses to see if anybody had these gray-green parts, told me that I could have the phone repaired, cover screen, because they said it was a cover screen. I needed to have the cover screen and the inner screen replaced for whatever reason which they didn't explain to me why, but that's besides the point. I could have the phone repaired using black parts for a black Galaxy Fold 4, but I'd have to come out of pocket 600 bucks. What? I'm not, pe- I'm not spending another $600 to have a phone fixed that I paid $1,800 for out of pocket plus or $15 a month for the last 11 months. It's just not, it's not happening. So then my last line of defense was Best Buy. Walked in, waited at the Geek Squad, waited in line at Geek Squad, had a kid come up to me and and asked me if I needed help. I started explaining what was happening. And as soon as I took my phone out and said the word Samsung, he said, we don't do that here. Oh, my God. I had to walk around Best Buy steaming because I was so mad that this kid just cut me off. And again, it feels like there's it's one hand isn't talking to the other where. Samsung's partnering with these companies, these brands, Best Buy Ubreak iFix. I'm sure there's more. I don't, you know, Assurion, whatever, which who owns ubreak iFix, and that's a whole whole nother thing. And I get told we don't do that here, even though Samsung told me on the phone, this is one of our partner locations that you can go get your phone fixed at. So where I'm currently at, <coughs> pardon me, is my only option to get my fold four fixed. Is to send it into Samsung, hope and pray that it doesn't get stolen because that's a thing that happens. Hope and pray that they don't try and make up some cockamamie story about how it's it's physical damage X Y and Z. You're going to have to pay out of pocket anyways, which does happen, and that and hope that it gets back here back in my possession without getting stolen or screwed up in shipping. Which again, if you go browse the Galaxy Fold subreddit for the last three years it happens good lord all of the things that i mentioned happen there it's you know not like super widespread i mean you can go look at the the google pixel sub the subreddit and see all the horror stories about trying to get phones repaired just regular slab pixel phones repaired through google it's it's everything's a nightmare it's all a nightmare it just sucks when samsung will stand up on stage google stand up on stage and say guys, we're, we're, you know, we're trying to make it easier for you. We're partnering with these companies. These companies have brick and mortar locations that you can just walk into. You can have your phone back, your foldable phone back in a couple of hours. I tried to do that. I didn't tell anybody who I wrote for. I didn't tell anybody who my parent company was. I didn't try and pull any strings with people who have contacts. I didn't try any of that. A normal person going through these steps, and I am two a month and a half later still without a phone that works. Part of that is my fault for not shipping it sooner to Samsung, but I've had some other personal stuff going on. It's absolutely absurd, and all it is is just them blowing smoke up I'm our asses.
0: curious as to two things.
1: You know what they say about curiosity?
0: <laughs> it could kill me. Um two things okay so the first is i wonder if you were treated the way you were because of your location and the second thing is when you were scouring your forums that and you were doing your research where were some of the people based like were they based in more populated cities where a you know getting access to parts is a lot more accessible versus in locations where you are like again going back to that rural concept like because because i i wonder if that if that
1: waldorf is about an hour from dc yeah i think it's important that you
2: tell people you're like 30 minutes away from the fourth largest metro area in north america
1: yeah i'm i'm an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes from baltimore i'm an hour and 45 minutes from dc the two stores that i went to after the first one it's an hour to baltimore it's an hour to okay to dc so like i'm not actually in the sticks okay i'm just close to the sticks okay
2: got it but it i mean this is all user error if you hold the volume button down and press the power button it'll just think jerry i
1: swear (laughs) i will drive the three hours to where
2: you are and
1: (laughs) hey that's what i read him up (laughs) no apparently i mean apparently according to, to to certain comments like it's my fault for buying a special color even though it's available in every it was Okay, available every but, store. But, but
0: also, wait, hang, hang on a second. Hang on. I want to just take one quick second. Stop reading the comments. Everyone's going to yeah. find this fault. This is the first
1: time I read the damn comments. I know,
0: but everyone's going to find faults in something that you, you did. They're going to read your thing, pinpoint one little thing, and be like, oh, you did this, and that's why it didn't work. Just don't read the comments. Okay, you can continue now. But,
2: no, wait, back, back to the color. I, I, I didn't, I've been following this saga and making fun of you for about two months now. Uh. They could put a black back on that phone and replace the display
1: like today, but they want to charge you six hundred
2: freaking dollars?
0: Nah, yes. that one's that's messed That's what up. I was
1: told. That's what I was told. It would cost like five hundred and seventy something dollars. See, I, I don't know if that included tax. Just because I have a gray green phone as opposed to a black phone, because I asked. I'm like they because they they brought out the parts and showed me that they had them there in their hand for the cover screen. And the main display, the only difference was it was a back black uh, black back and they wouldn't do it without charging me for it because of the potential that it was under the they would have gotten flack or kickback or whatever the hell you want to call it from Samsung slash Asurion because that's who mm. Samsung really partnered with yeah. is Assurion. And Asurion, if you've had a cell phone, you've dealt with Assurion at some point in time, you've probably filed a claim or two and you probably never got your phone replaced. Because Assurion is, is just as good as the health healthcare system in America. It's it's just they're just <laughs> a fraud company that <laughs> makes God. so much money Whoa. by screwing people over, oh which God. is exactly what happened. So. You break is at fault with through a Shurion and Samsung's at fault because I, my phone broke two months before the new one came out. So nobody had stock of colors anywhere mm. for whatever stupid ass reason.
0: I just, I just think it's, it just makes no sense to me. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. Your case Man, my is-,
1: blood is actually boiling. Thank you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <That's laughs> listen, listen, um, What I think is most problematic about this entire situation is, yeah, you getting charged the $500 or like potentially getting charged for it to them, not having stock of it. But three, this process should not be as hard for the average consumer. And the fact that you did not mention anything, the fact that you didn't say, you know, who you are, whatever, and you went through this process as a regular customer, I... I find that so problematic. Like we, uh, what gives?
1: Like we know people who know people. The collectively between the four of us, who could have, I probably could have gotten this fixed, and not had to deal with this saga. Yeah. That I think when when this first happened, and I told Nick about it from the get go, I think either him he suggested it or I suggested it that I go through this as if I'm Joe Schmo who bought a fancy phone.
0: Yeah. Well, it was a smart Well, I mean, you you are Joe Schmo
2: it's not like right. you, we're we're not special people. We deserve the same experience that everybody deserves.
0: But that's what i'm right. saying that that you you dealing with this experience makes me think how many other people are dealing with the same exact experience and how many of those people decide to pay the $500 on top of the eighteen hundred dollars that they spent for this really wait, wait, expensive phone. And, and
2: and fifteen bucks a month. And fifteen we, bucks no, a we month. we cannot yeah. forget that part. Yeah. Right. Andrew's exactly. paying extra to be treated special when problems like this come yeah. up. And instead he's treated like
3: yeah. yeah. And that's that's exactly why I liked Andrew's article and why I know you aren't glad for it, but I'm glad you put yourself through the pain of dealing with this because but it gives this us perspective it's a
0: real it's a real, yes. it's a real this is a thing real
3: example this is not you going i'm andrew meyer from android central you got to fix my crap or i'm gonna write something bad about you right this it's yeah. not that
1: yeah no and like the whole point of me trying to get the phone fixed honestly wasn't to keep it it was to trade it in so you could get the new one so i could get the five <laughs> because so it gives them the, more of your money oh right. my god it was to give samsung more of my money yeah Because they're trade, I mean, $1,000, you can't resell. You can't resell the Fold 4 right now, even in pristine condition for a grand. Samsung's giving you a grand to trade in a Fold 4. So it knocks the price down to $800 out of pocket, which is an absurdly good deal that I wanted to take advantage of. I wanted to give Samsung my money again, but I just couldn't. Okay. Like, I can't.
0: What is the solution here then? What? What Okay, we obviously know the crux of this is the partnership with another company that maybe not be treating their customers as well. You break I fix it, offering you that 500 deal, which is ridiculous. The time that you spent doing this, the, the number of people and levels you had to go through for customer service to get what you needed to get. What needs to change here? And how do we how do we get Samsung to do that?
1: Samsung's already on the the track and they have been for the past 15 years of copying Apple. Maybe, maybe, just maybe copy Apple and actually take care of your goddamn customers. True. I can take my phone to the Apple store, book a genius appointment because that's a whole nother thing anyways, but like at least I can book an appointment at an Apple store. Have if my phone, my iPhone's broken, take it up to the Apple store. And if I don't have a replacement that day, they'll ship it to my house overnight at no extra cost to me.
0: Yeah, they do do that.
1: I, I mean, that's the only thing that I can really think of, because the, the obviously, it, again, this might have just been bad timing with the Fold 5 coming out, but I'm not the only person who's been dealing with this either. That, that's not
2: the way to think of it. The Fold 5 didn't come out. The Fold 4 was their flagship foldable phone at the time when this happened. The best phone that they offer at the time
0: and yeah. not only their best phone but the phone that they claim to be a very like exclusive for business savvy customers customers who are all about productivity and that's why it's priced at the price that it is like you would think they would offer some level of special service for people who are spending that much money for such an expensive device i mean and
1: it's just it just like it just sucks because and i've told You know, Nick will tell me about his PWM stuff. I'll tell him about, I miss my Fold. Mm -hmm. Like, I I bought the Pixel Fold like a week and a half ago because my Verizon store had it in stock. So I picked one up. And I love it. I love everything about it, except for one thing, which I'm going to save for a different time. But it's making me still miss my Fold, my Fold Mm -hmm. 4. And I can't use it. And I'm not buying a Fold Five, even if Samsung asks for re- re- units back, whatever this, the hell the case might be. Like, I'm not buying a Fold Five.
0: Does this prevent you from buying any of Samsung's devices out of pocket, Andrew?
1: I have thought about it and haven't come to a conclusion, but I'm heavily leaning towards not purchasing another good Samsung phone. That's a for that's a big statement. A long time, yeah, because it it burns yeah that's what we can do i spent my money and got bent over for it
0: that's uh that's a that's a big statement and that's a statement that's going to affect samsung maybe maybe it might not affect them fully but it it is it it is not it's not a good thing
1: and trust me as soon as i get my phone actually fixed like i I do need to call them and get a shipping label whatever i'm canceling the samsung care plus immediately even if the day that the Phil Four gets back here and I press that cancel button on Samsung Care Plus, that is the last time that they'll get money out of me for the foreseeable future. I'm curious. uh,
0: Yes, continue. If, if,
2: let's say, and, and, and if you're listening to this, you should definitely share this article with everybody you know. I would like enough people to read this where somebody from Samsung says, hey, we better email this Andrew Myrick guy. Yeah. And see what happens then. Because that's something that would never happen for anybody who is a welder by trade or is a barista, that Samsung is never going to care what you have to say.
0: Well, no, uh, but didn't that happen to Nick? Like, he wrote something and then, uh, oh gosh, what was it, Nick, that you wrote? That
2: was Chris and the earbuds, I know No, no, no,
0: no, no, it wasn't, maybe it was Chris as well, but I think it was Nick as well, he wrote something and then about how one of his devices got cracked or d- broken or something. And- Maybe it was the flip. And then they emailed you, Nick, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't talking they? talking about
3: the Pixel Watch?
0: Yes, the Pixel Watch. There you go. Yes. But I, I mean, I think Google also, like, they probably read our stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, Google is Google follows yeah. tech writers. That that Google has a very good PR team. Yeah, they have yeah. A,
0: they have a good PR team. Yeah.
2: Well, sure. I, Samsung has a good PR team. They too. do. They, they have and a fantastic one. Wouldn't surprise one. Yeah. me if somebody in one of the office somewhere hasn't already read this. Oh yeah. And said, Hmm, this isn't good."
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> but Samsung, don't don't email Andrew and give him any special treatment. Yeah. Without giving everybody yeah. the same that, treatment. That, that, don't do it. Yeah,
0: don't do that. I mean, that's if you just... want to
2: give me special
1: treatment, I, I will take a full five. Okay, fifty.
2: but but I will write an article about how you only gave special treatment to somebody who has a platform and said bad things about <laughs> your phone, and you treat everybody else like they're yeah. under your heel. Yeah, that's not
0: good. You know that's what?
3: Not good. Samsung can give me a uh, PWM alternate just for me, and I'll take it.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't think one exists. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. OK, well, uh, listen, listen, on that note, really, I mean, I think the the end comment I want to make about everything, unless, Andrew, you want to continue with their soapbox, which I'm happy if you want to. I mean, really, we love when you have a good <laughs> rant. But I think the end result of all of this is like two things. I think two things I, I want to take out of this podcast is one, companies really need to start rethinking their cycle of products that are getting released and two, companies really need to start taking into consideration how much money people are spending on their devices and actually care about, you know, when things get broken and people need help and it, we're not in a good time economically. And for Samsung to assume that people can just spend whatever they want, you know, and, and not get the right treatment is just unacceptable.
2: No, no doubt. I, I like working on old cars. When you talk Galaxy Fold, that's enough money for me to buy a car I can rebuild yeah. in my driveway.
0: It's it's a, it's absolutely unacceptable. Um, yeah, I mean, unless you guys have anything else to add to to everything that we've talked about, I would love to get to the point of the conversation that I know all of you hate me asking, but I love asking it, which is what made you happy this past week?
1: What made you happy this past week,
2: Shrieky?
0: <laughs> I don't want to go first. I always go last. I want to
2: go first while we're talking about Andrew. Okay. Andrew, I got, because... I had another experience where a product went bad and it wrecked a bunch of stuff and the company really stepped up. Uh, I'm not going to say any company names. I don't want to give anybody expectations. (laughs) But the power supply on my gaming computer, uh, I, I thought I had a problem with my video card and it went bad and then other things started going bad. The power supply just wigged out i don't know what's wrong because i had to send it back i didn't get a chance to look but it was sending out too much voltage and fried a bunch of components inside my pc and i'm like oh god i can't afford to get all this replaced the company that made the power supply they got it in the mail they looked at it and said oh yeah this is bad they cut me a check to replace they gave me fair market value of all the parts that's amazing. amazing that
0: is that
2: just that's unheard of and I really want to say the, the you know, if if you can picture like a pirate ship and it had three sails and 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 you picture that logo and and if it would be on a, a PC part, it, that might be the company I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say their name.
3: Good job, Corsair. Uh, uh-huh. They did me
2: so good. They, I, I'm I'm and I'm going to turn around and recommend their parts to anybody who who asked me what parts should I buy. Because of it, so it was good—a good PR move on their part too. Good for them. They—they're out a little bit of money for a company that size. This is peanuts. Uh, they made a customer happy, who's going to stay a repeat mm-hmm. customer, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell all my friends about it. Amazing. So that's how you handle. I love that. You know something
3: like Andrew's issue.
0: I love it. Who wants to go next? I can go. Okay.
3: So my mom and stepdad—I hate these titles. I'm so bad with title like that anyway (laughs) they were in town this past weekend um haven't seen them in a little while we decided to go out uh blackberry picking we were trying to go peach picking but for whatever reason none of the orchards around here have them to pick this year and we show up at the blackberry place and lo and behold it's the last day of blackberry season wow which you know great timing so we're going out there thinking ah we're gonna get you know slim pickings on Whatever's available. These freaking blackberries were like half the size of my hand. <laughs> they were so sweet and juicy. Like, I was so happy. Oh. We picked six gallons of Oh, my God. That's insane. <laughs> I still have like five containers in my fridge. I mean like giant containers wow. too. Not like those little little dinky pint things you buy at a grocery store. I'm talking huge Big things. Wow,
0: so, wow, wow! Still trying wow. to
3: figure out what to do with that. Uh, I've had enough pies. I don't need to be eating can any make, more of that you can crap. Make so
0: blackberry jam. Yeah,
3: well, I don't need a lot of jam either. Oh, I made, made some of that too. Fair,
0: fair, fair. We made
3: fair. I, we made cobblers and pies. We made a key lime pie. Nice. Like this weekend was. Well, wine. Little, Yeah,
0: that's amazing. Take
3: all the leftovers and make wine.
0: Oh yeah, you could do that. Oh, that could be I a thing. That. that could be a thing. Okay. Yeah, tell so us tell up. us how that goes will do uh okay andrew your turn
1: i'm on vacation next week yeah so
0: see you guys <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> thanks thank you andrew thanks hey andrew
2: have you checked for software update on your fold that might fix the?
1: i'm on vacation just to drive to west virginia to put my foot up jerry's butt
0: <laughs> fair enough uh, i don't care
2: <laughs> i ain't afraid of you
0: oh my didn't gosh say you were oh my gosh Um, Okay, what made me happy? Well, um, I am going to 100%, 1,000%, 1,000,000% state that I am incredibly happy and grateful for the weather that is in Canada. Yes, granted, we do have very, very hot summers, and we have extreme cold winters. However, uh, as a person who lived in Asia for her entire life, and then going to Korea and experiencing the level of sweat I have sweated in my life. <laughs> like, I am so grateful for the weather we have in Canada. I mean, I, I genuinely, like, there was one day where we were walking, and I, I kid you not, I think my knees were sweating. Like, my eyeballs were sweating. Like, I was sweating so much because the humidity and the heat combined together was like, oh, my god it was next to nothing uh, but that also on that note as well speaking of weather we are finally starting to see some cooler weather in toronto which is just the right feeling for fall coming and fall is my favorite season um halloween you know all that good stuff
1: um well she'll keep pushing them forest fires the forest fires down here
0: That's <laughs> true yeah i'm really sorry about that that we're doing that um But yeah, that's what made me happy. And then uh, obviously, I can't end a podcast without talking about the latest book that I'm reading that is making me very happy. It is called Case Study, um, and it's by an author named Graham McRae Burnett. Um, And it's a really, really good book. It's super interesting and very well written. And if you guys are interested in reading something interesting, read Case Study. Um, Okay. well, on that note. Uh, Wherever you're listening to us, like I always say, if it's in the morning, afternoon or night, thank you so much for taking the time and listening to us. We are so incredibly grateful and we will catch you guys really soon. Bye. Bye.